A quick question. Raise your hand if you love documentation. My guess is basically nobody raised their hand except for that one weirdo that does like it. But most of us dislike it. It's part of the job, though. And anything we can do to make that more efficient is always a win. We switched over to PT Everywhere recently for my local practice. And one feature they have that I think has been a game changer is the voice to text note documentation feature they have where I can literally just dictate my notes and it will populate within the actual note platform. I was shocked. I thought it would be incredibly inaccurate and I would have to fix everything, but it's really, really accurate and easy to do. I even just do it on my phone and I actually talk in what I wanted to do in between patients so that I can quickly do that while it's fresh in my mind and it doesn't pile up on me later in the day. Save me a ton of time, save my staff a ton of time. So if you're looking for a solid practice management solution, I would highly recommend checking out PT Everywhere. In particular, if you want to save some time on notes, it's been a game changer for us. Head to pteverywhere.com, check out their platform and see how it can save you some time in your office. So here's the question. How do physical therapists like us, who don't want to see 30 patients a day, who don't want to work home health and have real student loans, create a career and life for ourselves that we've always dreamed about? This is the question and this podcast is the answer. My name is Danny Matei, and welcome to the PT Entrepreneur Podcast. Hey, what's going on, guys? Doc Danny here with the PT Entrepreneur Podcast, and today I am inspired from, ironically, the podcast that came out Tuesday with with Roger. Uh, it, Roger's story, Roger St. Owens, who's uh, one of our um, team members at PT Biz, somebody we've had an opportunity to work with for the last couple of years, um, as well as a, as a client. And um, if you haven't listened to that yet, definitely go in and listen to it. It's just such a unique story. You know, Roger has such an interesting background um, and the way that he's, you know, turned himself around, uh, both, you know, on the business side, but personally uh, as well, has been really interesting for me to watch firsthand, you know, and, um, he'll probably listen to this. I hope that he does. And, and just, you know, I'm just super proud of the personal growth that he's made. And for him to be able to share that story with people, I think is incredibly, hopefully inspiring, uh, because for many of us, we get into business reluctantly. I mean, I know for me, it was not my first choice. I didn't say to myself with these grand plans, you know, hey, I'm going to go into the army and then I'm going to get out and I'm going to open a practice. <laughs> That's not the case at all. I thought I was going to be in the army for, you know, tw- uh, at least 20 years uh, career, just like my uh, my dad um, did. And that wasn't necessarily what I was, you know, uh, called to do and what I was, what I felt like I wanted to do. And, and the trajectory of my career shifted when I decided to open my you know, own practice and, and get out of the military. And what's funny is, you know, we think that success in business is all tactics and it's all here. How do you market? What sales script do you use? You know, like uh, all these things that we equate to business success, but ironically, it's really more about the personal development than anything else. Uh, Jim Rohn has a, uh, a quote that I love and it's, you have to work harder on yourself than you do on your job. I'll say it again, and you should write it down. It's you have to work harder on yourself than you do on your job. And it is so true, so true. And it sounds weird. Uh, and I wouldn't have believed that either 
whenever I was starting a business. And I honestly, I didn't even think it was the case for years, which led to a lot of the struggles that I had <laughs> with uh, my own business and managing myself as a business owner that didn't really have any boundaries as to how much I could work. And uh, just out of sheer fear of not being able to make it work. And uh, some ways, spite with people that told me I couldn't do things, that drove me to figure out a way to have a successful business. And, um, you know, you're, you're always going to be that central point of it, whether you like it or not. And your strengths will get highlighted and your weaknesses will also get highlighted. And, you know, for me, I'm just really grateful, frankly, and thankful that I did start a business because, you know, what you, people love to market all the flashy seven figure, this and that, right? Eight figure, this and that, or six figure, whatever figure you want to put behind it. Uh, you know, have we uh, generated a lot of revenue in our businesses relatively, I guess, compared to other practices? You know, yes, I would say so. You know, we've had success in business for sure. Um, but that's not the thing that I think is most important about it. That's a byproduct of really developing yourself as a better person, well-rounded, uh, person that is improving the areas that you're weak in and is uh, continuing to double down on your strengths, you know, and for me, I'm grateful for a couple things that I wanted to highlight today. And I hope that if you're in business, uh, for yourself, that you see that this is the greatest vehicle for personal development that, you know, is probably out there that exists. Uh, and you take that and you, you, you run towards it, you get excited about it and you want to improve. And for those of you that haven't gone into business for yourself, at least you go in with your eyes wide open, knowing that, um, you know, you're going to get challenged in ways that don't involve your business at all. So for me, I, I'm very thankful that, uh, along the way I've been able to work on developing better emotional control. I'm definitely somebody that most people would say, you know, has a bit of a temper and, um, has ever since I was a kid and, it's not a healthy thing. You know, it's just something that we chalked up to being Italian, hot blooded, supposedly that's what it was. You mix Italian and Irish together and this is what you get, right? It's uh, that's, that's what we were told. Um, versus, Hey, take a deep breath, <laughs> calm yourself down. You know, like think about why, why are you getting angry in the first place? And what is that proving? Um, so for me, developing emotional control is something that I'm very thankful for. It's something I was forced to develop starting in the military, but also, um, you know, when you have employees and, and you, you work with your spouse, uh, you, you have, you have to have good emotional control. You can't just be, you know, saying things cause you want to say things or yelling at people and, um, you know, just, just acting like a child. So, you know, for me, development of emotional control has been a huge thing that I'm very grateful for. More confidence is a big one. You know, uh, it's something that, uh, confidence without humility is arrogance. And, you know, I feel like, I've definitely straddled the line of being arrogant for sure. Um, and you know, to be able to feel confident without coming across as arrogant, hopefully, uh, it, you know, that that's what I strive to do and what I've been able to, uh, build through having to go through difficult things. And I think for those of you that are doing this, like you go and you meet somebody that's a new local potential referral partner that that's challenging. You know, there's anxiety associated with that. You have to call that person that's unhappy with your service that's challenging. You know, you have to put yourself in that position. And <clears throat> I was, I was meeting with a friend the other day and we were talking about jujitsu. He's training, um, quite a bit now. 
and I have trained, uh, in the past, um, until some neck injuries and Terry took me out. But, um, you know, you learn a lot about yourself and get tested. And I will say one thing about jujitsu is you, you, you spar basically daily and you're getting tested. And, you know, if, if you're constantly getting choked out by 12 year old kids, you're probably less likely to want to like lash out at somebody because they cut you off in traffic, right? Like, you know, you're constantly getting tested. You're constantly seeing that you, you're not as cool as you think you are. Uh, it's humbling. And I think that's actually one of the best parts of all of it, but business is the same thing to you. So you get turned down a lot, right? You develop some thick skin and that confidence that you develop is just like, it's so beneficial in many aspects of your life. And I'm very grateful to, to have been challenged in the way that I have and, and, and have been able to develop in that area. Um, communication is a big one. So those of you that have a business, you got to communicate to people why there's value there. You have to market. So you have to communicate either one-to-one, one-to-many locally, one-to-many via something like a podcast, one-to-many via content. Um, you know, like you have to communicate, you have to use your words, you have to use your nonverbal language, uh, you know, you're understanding your tonality, understanding like how you're coming across to people and, and also getting really good at asking the right questions and, and being a thoughtful, active listener. That's actually incredibly important. That's probably, you know, 80% of it with patience as well. So putting yourself in that position, you have to become a better communicator. You have to, otherwise you will not get people to come and see you. You will not get them to refer other people your way. Uh, and you won't be able to sell them into any sort of plan of care that they need to get the result that they want. Um, you know, and when they do come and see you. So communication is something that you're forced to, uh, to learn and improve, um, better relationships with fr- family and friends. Um, ironically, you can almost ruin many relationships whenever you first get started with family in particular, um, because it's tough, you know, and you're stressed and the people closest to you are the ones you usually take it out on, uh, which is not fair to them. And you know, it's, if you can get past that stage, and I think this is really the key, right? It's like those times are rough. It's hard. It's stressful. It's also, you know, it's difficult on people when they have like a kid and their life is different and, and they're not sleeping the same. And there's loud noises all over the place and their routine is all different. Right. And they get through it and they, they're, they're closer because of it. So I think in business, the same thing is true. You know, you get through this stage where you're just not sure if it's going to work. There's a lot of stress. And then all of a sudden it's like, it's not that the stress goes away, but some of it, some of it is, it's just different. You know, there's different stressors. It's not, oh my gosh, am I going to be able to, you know, make this work? Am I going to be able to pay our bills? Um, that's, that goes away once you hit a certain point in your business, but you know, your relationships, you have to have strong relationships with friends, family. Um, otherwise you're just kind of on this Island by yourself and you can't really make it work that way. You know, so for me, I've been really forced to grow personally to improve relationships that I have. And I'm really, you know, glad that I've had to do that. My relationships with my kids are better because of it with my wife, with my, my family, my parents, you know, friends, like I, I just understand myself better, understand other people better. And, you know, it's, it's something we're willing to work on, which is, is huge. And it directly has to do with, you know, the business forcing you to take a look at yourself and the things that you're not so great at personally. Um, the last thing is really more energy and excitement for the future. And I hope that many of you that are listening to this, if, if you're in business for yourself, I think, you know what I'm talking about. You know, you get excited to think of the opportunity of what you can build. You know, it's like my son playing Minecraft, but real world stakes, right? Like he's like, oh my God, I can build a tree house. Right. And like, oh my gosh, I can build a cash practice or whatever I want to build. And it's exciting. 
you know, I jump out of bed in the mornings. Uh, I don't hit snooze. You know, I don't, I don't fall asleep at three o'clock in the afternoon. I get home like I used to whenever I was in the army and just, you know, fed up with the volume that I was seeing and just sort of the lack of progression, uh, lack of challenge that, um, that, that I was, was facing and, um, just pure, pure excitement about opportunities and not being fearful of the future, but being excited for the future, I think is rare. And I think it's one of the greatest byproducts of, you know, going into business for yourself and testing yourself and really seeing what, uh, you know, you can accomplish, you know, taking a chance on yourself, I think is something that many people will regret one day, uh, if they don't do it. And, you know, it's an easier time now than 50 years ago to take a chance on yourself for sure. So, you know, those are just things that I want to share that I've learned. Um, you know, I appreciate Roger sharing his story and the things that he's learned and being as transparent as he is. If you haven't listened to that, just go back to the podcast before this and you can hear it. You know, it's a, it's a really candid, just sort of raw interview, cool story. And, um, anyway, I just want to share the things that I've been challenged by and that I'm grateful for outside of the, you know, traditional sense of business and, and finance. And, you know, everybody wants to, you know, just <laughs> flex and show everybody how much money they've made and all these things. And it's like, dude, to, to be real, the best part is not the money. The best part is the person you have to become in order to deserve the money. Hey, real quick, before you go, I just want to say thank you so much for listening to this podcast. And I would love it if you got involved in the conversation. So this is a one-way channel. I'd love to hear back from you. I'd love to get you into the group that we have formed on Facebook. Our PT Entrepreneurs Facebook group has about 4,000 clinicians in there that are literally changing the face of our profession. I'd love for you to join the conversation, get connected with other clinicians all over the country. I do live trainings in there with Eve Gigi every single week, and we share resources that we don't share anywhere else outside of that group. So if you're serious about being a PT entrepreneur, a clinical rainmaker, head to that group, get signed up, go to facebook.com forward slash groups, forward slash PT entrepreneur, or go to Facebook and just search for PT entrepreneur. And we're going to be the only group that pops up under that name.